0: Today on the podcast we have Georgia Rose. She was the former societies and services officer at the Swansea Students Union, elected in 2020 just before the pandemic. Georgia has done a lot of work during her time as the as a sabbatical officer. And just to mention that she is very passionate about the environment and talks about climate change and why it is important to take action. Welcome to Anshism, Georgia and tell us about how your sabbatical officer journey began. How did you get into Swansea and tell us all about it.
1: I'm Georgia Rose and I was the Societies and Services Officer at Swansea Students Union. Um, I was elected in 2020 just before the pandemic and then obviously Covid hit so it was a very challenging year. Um, Before that, I was a part-time officer alongside my studies, so I've got a lot of experience in the Students' Union.
0: How is it being a part-time officer? Do you get paid for it or how is it?
1: It's completely voluntary, um, so you don't get paid um, and it's... It's easier in the sense that there's less responsibility because it's what you make of it, if that makes sense. So I was really lucky at Swansea because the Students' Union are really flexible. So they obviously understand that you're doing it alongside your studies. So if you don't necessarily want to put on campaigns all of the time, you can take a step back and things like that. But um, I was very passionate about the environment. So it's something that I spent a lot of my time doing. It probably took like an equal length with me against my studies. So I dedicated a lot of my time to it, but it was really good.
0: So you started uni in 2016? 17? 17. 17 and uh, so how did you get into the students union?
1: Honestly If I tell you the truth, the truth was I was at um, like the Geography Society Ball when I was in first year so it was like the end of year event and I went to that um, and one of my friends had told me to run in their election like to be on committee and I was so nervous Um, I was really bad at public speaking and I had didn't really know what the students union was but I thought I would go for it because I thought it would be a good way to make new friends so I put myself forward for that Um, did get voted in for that position and then from there was where my like passion for the students union started because I didn't really know what it was when I was a fresher I just knew that it was something that all these events happened I think like everybody does so that's how I got involved
0: So how was it getting elected for the first time and yeah you know must be a big thing from you know just not being confident about your public speaking and you know being elected for the first time and today when we're recording the podcast it's your last day
1: i know yeah it was it was interesting i was really surprised um i was a classic person that didn't think i would ever be good enough to get that sort of platform so yeah it was a, a lot to get but i liked how you kind of get thrown into it straight away and you have no choice but to overcome any fear of public speaking and it's a good way of teaching yourself like learning a lot about yourself as
0: well. Today is your last day and I I recently had my last day and because I was struggling with my back injury I was emotional afterwards because I was in so much pain on the last day I was still in the office
1: mm-hmm. I was
0: still trying to sort out things uh, yeah I, I'm just saying I, I wouldn't do the time for a, I wouldn't take time out for a podcast so thank you for taking out that time so I really appreciate your time of course So you know we talk a lot about climate change these days and you know we see young people like Greta and loads of them and there were climate strikes I remember before the pandemic in 2020, 2019 and uh, I have not been personally interested in it but it is something that affects the environment uh, more than just a social media trend. So, could you simplify climate change for the listeners and how are people still not aware about it?
1: Sure. Um, I think the main reason that people still aren't aware of it is because a lot of people don't really understand the severity of it. So, a lot of people always say to me, but like, the weather is always changing. I don't understand what the big deal is. So, it's the sense that, basically the climate is changing and it always has done over history but um, because of humans and human activities so like the industrial revolution and um, everything that we do but we, we use electricity and everything all of the time and we definitely eat a lot more meat now than we used to and it's things like that that have caused the climate to change quicker and more extreme so climate change isn't the other thing to distinguish it between is global warming so global warming is part of climate change but it's not just global warming that makes up climate change if that makes sense so yeah. for yeah. example it's cold today in august and typically that shouldn't be happening but it's happening because the climate is changing because there's more without going too sciencey into it there's more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere that's basically causing the planet to heat up and it's causing more extreme temperatures and floods and things like that in Wales happen a lot that don't usually happen so it's basically just the more extreme weather that we see every day now that we've become accustomed to that isn't actually normal
0: yeah i see that there is a trend of people turning vegan and i see i am not responsible that much for climate change because i'm a vegetarian not vegan yet but so i Uh, you and I both don't worry and you know the funny thing is that uh, you know as an individual you come to the realization and you think what am I doing wrong and everything that you do would just affect the environment in some way so why would people care and how would we convince them to you know think about the environment I, I make sure that I turn the electricity off, I don't use it unnecessarily, I don't do things, that I, I do things to the best of my abilities. And why is it important for people to, you know, do things to the best of their abilities and make themselves educated about it? How can we do that?
1: A simple way is there isn't a planet B, so I like that saying a lot because it's, it's so true, there's only one planet um, and we do take it for granted. Like, I'm like you, I'm a vegetarian and I don't waste energy and things like that. But in the future for the future generations so my younger sister and then when we all have children they're they're not going to have a planet to live on for much longer if we don't keep doing small changes every day to try and prevent the worst from happening
0: you know i I totally get it i totally understand that but you know how did you yourself you know you talked about your student union journey how did you end up into you know Kind of climate change activism. Is it the right word to say?
1: Yeah, I I would say so. Um, I. This is a funny question. So, since I was a kid, I've always been very um curious about everything. My mum always says that when I was like two, I would just always ask her why for everything. So she would give me an answer to like a question, and I would just be like, "But why?" So I've always had that part of me where I've wanted to find out the reasons behind everything um (laughs) good thing and a bad thing but I would say going to so I chose to study geography at university so that's what my undergraduate degree is in and um through studying that I really learned how the things that we see every day aren't the way they're supposed to be if things were equal so we've all been taught about global warming in school and everyone sees the picture of a polar bear on a tiny little bit of ice and the it's like oh yeah, no yeah, yeah, yeah. the planet is over so it's it's about that and just finding out how we can actually prevent that from happening because there's so many things that cause it that we don't even realize do cause it and I think that's a big thing about climate change activism with people like Greta standing up and saying that everyone can make small changes and things like that.
0: Talking, talking about Greta she was unfairly criticized on social media and I think that she's an inspiration for me and should be an inspiration for everyone but did you see people just bashing her making fun of her autism and uh, I personally feel that it takes a lot of courage for a 16 year old to stand on a platform and say what's right and I think people who are controlling uh, might fear that someone young is standing up
1: Yeah, she definitely did inspire me. I think it's really moving to see someone so young stand up and take such a big platform, especially because, and I mean this with no disrespect, but a lot of the people who are in charge of our countries and the big countries of the world are very, they're a lot older than a lot of the people who the problems affect. So I think that there's a real issue there around the way that, um, and this is kind of getting a little bit political, but I think there's a real issue around the political side of climate change and, the generational difference in attitudes towards it as well. So I think that Greta standing up and being the voice for so many people, and the the generation that do represent the biggest population of our world is really inspiring and I think it's good as well because it shows younger people that they can also make changes.
0: She's definitely an inspiration for me but you know I was reading this about the United Kingdom and I think you must know about it but they throw most of their garbage or their waste and dump it into third world countries. I don't know how accurate that is but that's what I know Mm -hmm. in the subcontinent in Africa or sorts. so who is responsible for that and why are we not like why is it not spoken about you know and today I was reading the news the UK is finally planning to ban plastic spoons and folks so (laughs) What, 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 would it make a difference or how does it work? Like,
1: Okay, yeah, so um, it's a good question. I think a big thing about sustainability and climate change is it's sort of become a buzzword these days, um, which is good and bad, but everyone has seen the little pictures of like turtles with plastic straws stuck up their nose and then everyone was like, okay, we'll fully ban, we'll fully ban plastic and that will completely solve all of the problems. And I do get it, obviously plastic is bad Um, and I did a whole dissertation on why plastic is bad but it's not the only answer to completely ban it and there are countries and there are companies that need to use plastic in order to provide the things that they do provide so it's not I think that's a real problem with it is because people and it comes from the fact that you feel like you can control things like that a lot easier so for example if you say to someone okay if you stop buying a plastic straws that's fine but you can still eat all of the meat in the world that you want or similarly if you say stop eating meat and go vegan but still drive to work every day or do things like that it's about finding in my personal yeah it's about finding the balance between all of it and just controlling what you can as a person because it can get really exhausting hearing people tell you all of the time like you're a horrible person because you eat cheese or you're a horrible person because you have a car and i think that that defeats the object of us trying to come together to help tackle it you know
0: as i said i I am not the most intelligent person and i'm not someone who knows much about climate change but i I am actually trying to educate myself and anyone who's listening to this How important is divestment from fossil fuels? And what does it mean to you? And how big of a step it is? You can see that I've copied it from somewhere.
1: (laughs) No, it's fine. Um, This is also a really good question. And I think it comes down to personal opinion at the end of the day. So I don't want to have anything that I'm said. I can't speak. (laughs) I don't want to have anything that I've said be taken in the sense that I'm telling you what's right and what's wrong because it is your personal choice. Um, But divestment from fossil fuels is definitely a good step forward because there's no arguments against the science that fossil fuels have contributed to the mass um, increase in climate change. So the evidence is there, so something has to change. But I think completely divesting away from it, especially when countries are giving targets by saying that they're going to be completely carbon neutral by 2030. This is impossible, it's not going to happen, as much as it would be amazing if it could. Setting unrealistic targets like that is just a waste of time at the end of the day. Um, But again, it's good to look at the United Kingdom, for example. We're an island, we have so many, we have the capability to completely power our, our electricity from hydroelectric power because we're completely covered in water basically but that won't happen because it's a lot cheaper and a lot more practical for people to use fossil fuels. so yeah it's it's tricky and it, it does come big decisions like that come from a top-down approach and i think that's something that with the current leaders that we have is a bit of a struggle to try and completely um agree to
0: i think you've summed it up really well but don't you think it is very difficult for poorer countries, the third world countries to actually think about climate change in that sense of course they can take some, some steps but it would majorly impact their economies so what are the steps they can take and, and do you think that the United Kingdom is going in the right direction with the goals they have set for 2030 and 2030 isn't I don't think there's much time left for 2030. I know, but it's just like 10 years, or is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, eight and a half, not even eight and a half.
1: Shit. Oh no, stop, stop. You're gonna make me feel <laughs> old now.
0: <laughs> no, that, that's what I'm saying. Uh, do you think that the United Kingdom is going the right direction in terms of sustainable environment? And do you think the government has adequate policies? And if not, you know, I know it's a big question. What needs changing? Where do Mm. we start from? Okay, so you are the prime minister. What (laughs) are the first five things that you would do for putting UK in the right direction and being an example for the world for climate change?
1: I think one of the most important things and is the reason I got into being a sabbatical officer is education is so key to making people change their ways and realize The consequences of what they do and I think there definitely isn't enough education around climate change like you've openly said you're educating yourself because you don't feel confident enough to make an opinion on it and that's something that within the UK we should every person who goes to school should be educated on climate change because why wouldn't you be educated on something that's dictating your future like it doesn't make sense and that's definitely something that if I was Prime Minister I would do Um, similarly I think moving away from making it more affordable which is really tricky to do so I completely understand that this couldn't happen um, anytime soon but making it more affordable for people to be more healthy so for example It's so much cheaper to go to McDonald's for a family than it is to go to the shop and buy a completely vegetarian shop. And for as long as it's cheaper to access junk food and red meat and things like that, people aren't going to dip away from it, especially when we have such a poverty-stricken country. And I think that's something that's really important as well to remember. And you touched upon poorer countries that do suffer from needing to use oil and things like that a lot more. And it breaks my heart because it's the poorer countries that suffer the most from climate change, but they contribute the least. So there's a statistic that's something ridiculous, like um, I think, oh gosh, it's gonna I can't remember off the top of my head.
0: Don't worry. But
1: it's something like two thirds of the world's carbon dioxide is produced in places like America and China and the UK. But all of that doesn't actually impact those countries it affects places like india and africa which are the poorest countries in the world as well so it's things like that that really need to change um yeah it's, it's really tricky because it's, it's an issue that stemmed uh, for such a long time that it's a big thing to tackle which is again why um it's so encouraging to see younger people stepping up and saying they, they aren't okay with it going on that way anymore because it's kind of what everyone's used to
0: you know what inspired me to actually look into this was I did a podcast with someone on fast fashion and I had I knew about fast fashion but I did not really I was not interested but I did that podcast and you know I got to know about yeah and it, it, it affects the environment what I wear has a role to play as well so I became responsible with the things I buy I became responsible with how much I buy and where I buy from
1: mm-hmm. so I
0: think I think what you are doing as an individual is having this conversation and hopefully we can you can inspire someone to you know just be like okay I need to change my ways and I think that's that's the best we can do I what do you think
1: I agree I, I really do and I'm such an advocate for changing small things will make a big difference because at the end of the day, there's there's like almost eight billion people in the world, and if all eight billion of us decided to make one small change, that's a, that's a huge change. And I think it's really easy to be intimidated by big decisions such as divesting from fossil fuels. Because I'm like, well, I'm I'm a 23 year old from in Swansea. How can I literally make the whole world divest from fossil fuels? I can't do that. But I can I can be vegetarian. I can consume less dairy products. I can do things like that. And I think it's really about looking at what you can do in your personal life to make a difference because that will make a change
0: on a light note it's your last day as a sabbatical officer so i have been there and few of my listeners are sabbatical officers as well and your friend our mutual friend nish was yeah. a sabbatical officer as well and she's you know she's she's launched her own book So shout out to her i'm
1: so proud we're such good friends and she had my role before i did so i'm following her in footsteps
0: so have you have you made her proud what do you think
1: (laughs) you'll have to ask her that i hope so i do hope so
0: do you want to give a shout out to have you read the book yet
1: i haven't but i'm actually going to waterstones after today because i've been waiting for it to be in the stop shop oh gosh i can't speak I can actually buy a physical copy. I didn't want to order it, so yeah, I'm going into Wardstone's um, after work today to pick it up. So I'm very excited. I'm very proud of her. And she's doing amazing things.
0: Nish has to pay me for all the promotion I've done.
1: Honestly, no, give <laughs> <It could be> me <laughs> no, a free no, copy of her book.
0: <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, you know, personally as an individual, I would love to write a book someday. But to see someone you know do it, yeah, it just makes you happy. It makes you very happy and yeah very proud of her and see we all are moving in a positive direction so on a lighter note what are the changes that you have made as a sabbatical officer we have to talk about that you know it's your last day and what are the what is the memories been like because you know climate change is one part of what you do Uh, and of course I would be interested in what are you doing next I'm aware about it but I would love to know it again from you you're doing a master's, right?
1: Yeah, so um, I actually started a master's in three weeks' time at the University of Bristol, and I'm going to be specialising in climate change science and environmental policy, funnily enough. So as if I haven't already spent enough money on educating myself on climate change, I'm going in even deeper now. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a challenge, but...